We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, that just uh, threw everybody for a loop there. Anyway, uh, it's Whitey in for Damon on 95.7 The Game. Steve Kerr going to join us today at 5 o'clock. It's a curious thing with the Warriors right now because... A short time ago, after those two losses in New York, it looked like, oh my goodness, Clay is is struggling and, and Steph is out and Wiggins is out. This thing could go any which way. And they played so well in the homestand that they're back to respectability. But then they, you know, losing to a team like Detroit makes you wonder exactly where this whole thing is headed. But it's in a positive direction with with uh, with Steph coming back, hopefully a week from tomorrow. So overall, it's positive. That was that one just stung last night. It's frustrating. You're you're way too close. You, you you know what? You need to make your wife watch the game by herself because she's obviously ginning you up for this stuff. Okay, you don't think you think losing to Detroit's like? Eh, no, I think it's time. a great. I think it's a great thing. It, it's a it's an absolute high point for the franchise. No, I think the, the fact that they lost to Detroit is less troublesome to me if it this troubled me at all twice than the fact that. Their defense was not what it should have been. Yeah, Again, but they don't have their guys. I mean, they, they missed they, Wiggins so much defensively. They didn't have their guys when they beat Portland, when they beat Utah. Atlanta. When, Charlotte. No, they they didn't defend against Atlanta. Oh. Against Charlotte, against Memphis. They didn't have their guys for those either. And they defended, and they defended well. Yeah. You know who they had in that game? That, to your point, I'm not disagreeing with you, but they had Kuminga in that game, and he actually has given them a lot at the defensive end. No, yeah, well, I'm not, yeah, and I'm not yeah. questioning that at all. The mm-hmm. point is... Which is a good thing, which is a yeah, really good thing. It, the point is, the direct line here is the fact that if you're going to give up 120 points to any team in the NBA, you deserve to lose. Period. They got what they deserved. If you give up that, if you allow that many points to anybody... You need to take that L. Mm-hmm. Tough one. Tough one. Sadiq Bay buries it. Uh, anyway, more I'm on sorry, that. What was his first name again? Sadiq? I know. Yeah. You're forgetting our earlier conversation, <laughs> which I can I, no longer share. I wasn't my conversation. <laughs> you were in it. You were in on the conversation. Don't lie to me. I was there. More on the game and where the Warriors are and Steph's More on return. Sadiq Bay. I, I think we've said about all we need to say about Sadiq Bay for now. Yeah. Uh, that was, well, let's let's ask yeah. Grandy. Um, Mark, <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, I, I'm not sure where Ray's going there. You're cowards. What the, what You're the both cowards. You I'm brought it up. You both. You go go get it, big fella. You brought it up. Let's get Lucas on the phone. <laughs> Um, we got great news out of Cincinnati today. Four words, terrific words on DeMar Hamlin. Significant improvement and neurologically intact. Now, he's still, uh, at last report, on a ventilator. So they're still, he's being, his breathing is mechanically assisted, which is very significant. But he's conscious. He's communicating via written questions and, and answers. And I'm sure you saw, Ray, that the first thing he asked, according to doctors, was, uh, did we win? First thing you wanted to know, and the answer was 
you didn't win or lose. No, the you know what the answer was. Honestly, did you see the doctor said yes, you won the game of life. I'm kidding. I kid you not. That's what they told him. And okay. he, you know, he was probably like. That didn't help me. Did, yeah. did we win the game? I did we to- cover? <laughs> I had action. Um, no, this is um, this changes the not only his his arc materially, dramatically, and most importantly, but it also takes off the table the notion of how distraught the Bills will be going forward, because now there's a now there's a hope where two days ago. They were looking at the process of death right in front of their eyes. Oh, I know. And I've been dreading. We've all been. Scare, yeah. That should scare the hell out of anybody. And when it's somebody you know in doing something that you do with him, you know, your mind goes to dark places. They can now sort of remove themselves from that and find a level of normalcy. Not full normalcy because this is still not normal by any means. Right, and but, he still he still has a long ways to go. This oh yeah, is great but, news, but yeah, yeah somebody but, actually asked the doctors, "Can he play football again?" Who asked that? I don't know, but a reporter asked that question, and the doctor said, "You know, he's in intensive care." So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I hope the answer was delivered with the proper amount of snark. Right, right. Yeah, he'll be out there Sunday, <laughs> dumbass. Yeah, maybe in time for the postseason. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'd keep him on the fifty-three if that's what you're asking me. I'd, I'd use him on your fantasy team, pal. Right, right. No, it, it it it's all good news. I mean, it's all good news for everybody involved. Um. It's a chance to return to what passes for normalcy in the National Football League. And that's a relief for the Bills. It's a, probably a relief for the, the league office. It's a relief for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I think I heard today that they're not even going to bother to restart that game. So good. They're leaning that way. I don't think they've uh, announced anything officially, but it looks like nobody wants any part of doing that. No, nor should they. No, I I agree. I agree. Because not every game is necessary. You know, they the only time the NFL has ever chosen not to play games is when they were trying to crush the union. They they went out of their way to get every game played. In the COVID season, right, including playing people playing games Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesdays yeah. after uh-huh. before before yeah. Saturdays. I mean, yeah. they, they didn't care. I mean, this is a time where oh, they wanted to finish that game. Absolutely, they did. But when Sean McDermott told Zach Zach Taylor, uh, "I don't want to be here. I want to be at the hospital." And Zach Taylor, to his credit, said, "Well, that's actually where you should be. We we're not playing." You know, I mean, he could have been he could have been snotty and creepy and gone. Well, then I guess we wouldn't buy forfeit. But he's a better human being than that. Yeah, my understanding so, is that you mentioned COVID because of COVID. During COVID, the commissioner was granted powers whereby he could determine playoff teams by virtue of winning percentage because they were trying. You know, um, they were coming up with. Um, uh, conditions in case they didn't finish all their games. So that is still in place. So they could go that way if if they if they wanted to. So they still they could not play those games, and then they could just decide. All right, Kansas City has the better record, but as you probably know, Kansas City actually lost to both Buffalo and Cincinnati. So I don't know what they're going to do here. That Ray, you, you've but, probably heard all. They, they may play the AFC title game neutral site to try to neutralize the advantage. Somebody's going to get. They may actually add. 
uh, playoff teams in each conference to go eight and eight, which I don't know how that addresses the problem. It doesn't. It's a, it's a greed grab. Yeah. Which is which is which. What? Yeah. I mean, if the if the NFL does that, there's only one reason why. It's not because they feel compelled to be fair to Miami or Pittsburgh. They, who, who the hell cares about them? It's about hey, an extra playoff game that we don't have to negotiate with the union. That's what that's it. That mm-hmm. is, and so that shouldn't happen. How are maybe I'm missing something? How are Miami and Pittsburgh affected by this anyway? Isn't it just a matter of Cincinnati, if and Buffalo, if and Kansas City? They're going to add a team for the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, if you but don't, either, if they're adding a team, that's Miami or Pittsburgh. They're right. both eight and eight. But why do we need to help them? What we don't need to help them. exactly. That's my point. Yeah, the only thing you I know, can see is I mean, the argument. Yeah. The argument, I guess, would be, you know, if they did not play this Sunday with the Bills and Patriots. You know, okay. How would you yeah. negotiate? You know, right. How did how to break? But they that probably tie. will play that game. I think. Oh, I think that's almost certain. Now. Yeah. I mean, it just it's no. The only things, the only teams that are affected by this are Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. So how you and get if from, Kansas City wins, it doesn't affect them in any event. How you get from wow, something's not fair for those three teams vying for the best record in the AFC to. I know we'll add an extra playoff team in each conference. Well, who that made just, that? Su- whoosh, I have who, who no made idea. that suggestion? I don't know where it came from. I it can, came from. It, I, I'll bet without knowing the answer that it came from some idiot pundit. I know. Here's a way we can get the Dolphins in the playoffs. People want to see Tua. No, they're they're eight and eight. They it, they deserve not to be in if they can't figure out the tiebreaker with the Patriots. That's a great point. All I have on that is from I think this is Pro Football Talk. One possibility would be to add an eighth team to the playoff field in the AFC. That would eliminate the buy for the number one seed. Okay, this says just to the AFC field. Oh, no, so oh, so that they don't have to negotiate who gets the buy. So the number one seed wouldn't yeah wouldn't have as much of an advantage, which they would be. In theory, not entitled to because they didn't actually play all the games or the, all the teams involved. No, in but that is, pe- but it's also penalize. It's conceivably penalizing the Chiefs if they win on Sunday. Someone's going to probably get penalized. We just may never know who because we don't know how it would have ended up. Well, no, but if the Chiefs have the have the top seed, they would get home field advantage through through the conference final. Yeah, so it but- does. So they, if they do their, you know, take care of their business. Nobody's impacted. But the problem the is... The only thing that would happen is that, you know, Baltimore would... Or Buffalo would play the seven. Cincinnati would play the six. Is there a material difference Here's in the your problem. mind between Baltimore and New England at this point? Kansas City's at so. 13 wins, right? So right. They could get to 14. Yeah, and Buffalo's at 12. 12 and they didn't play last week. So if they win this week and they, they, only, they don't play as many games, for Kansas City to get the edge over Buffalo when Buffalo beat them but Buffalo didn't play as many games, that's... Uh, no, but, but... Inherently unfair. But, yeah, but Kansas City has more wins, which is how they do this. That's the first tiebreaker. Yeah, people don't seem to have the stomach for that. Well, Because people, it is unfair to the Bills. That's why well, if the, you go... The, maybe that's the why Bills should have won more games then. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, City, I, no, I'm being like, serious. What can we because, do? Well, we you can't, beat them. But you the can't. The Bengals beat them too. So, so that's what? why there's a problem. So that's why there's a problem. No, there isn't a problem. Well, there, there's a perceived issue. You may be fine with it, but the people that make these decisions and the people that follow it uh, more closely and care in a way that you probably never will, which is you're right, no, the they, team it's with a problem 14, for them. The team with 14 wins has a better record than the team with 13 wins. But only period. because the team with 13 wins didn't play as many games. Well... In th- perhaps. Well, Buffalo... If they tied, Buffalo would have gotten the tiebreaker. Because Buffalo they beat them. chose correctly 
not to play the game on Monday night to completion because they had a horrific tragedy happen in front of them. Mm -hmm. So they don't get to play that 17th game. Okay, I understand I mean, it just, it's, I mean, the reasoning. I just don't think they're going to go that way. But I understand oh, I your don't reasoning. Think that, well, well, the only way you can do that is to recreate the Buffalo-Cincinnati game because anything else is way too jerry-rigged. I mean, you know, if you're good enough to win 13 games, you know, as Kansas City was, or 12, as Buffalo is, you're good enough to win the whole thing. I mean, you know... So I'm, that's how you would do it? You would just say, I like just they say, did in the 1972 baseball season when there was a strike and they said we're not making up games and Detroit beat Boston by half a game because they didn't play the same number of games. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 don't, I it's, it's, In this case, fairness takes a backseat to humanity and humanity meant that the game Monday night doesn't get finished. Understand what you're saying. It looks like they're still trying to find a way to, to, to be humane and also thread the needle on being fairness. Being well, fair. Uh, good luck. Well, if, that if, if that's what they're wrestling with, they'll find a way to do this in a stupid way. I think they should wait until the games are played this weekend, and some of this might take care of itself, and you won't have uh, as many well, issues. Well, Kansas City wins, it takes care of itself. Uh, coming up next, we are sponsored, by the way, by CalHope.org. Uh, what is the deal with Jordan Poole? How concerned should we be about Jordan Poole? Don't forget Steve Kerr's coming up at 5 today. This is Damon and Rado. Why do you in for Damon on 95.7 The Game? Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Red Hot Chili Peppers, right, Ray? Or is that the Righteous Brothers? It's Whitey in for Damon on 95.7 The Game. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Happy? On the text line here, I am happy. Glad to be with you. Glad to be here. The rain has stopped. Steve Kerr coming up at 5. I always enjoy talking with Steve Kerr. Can feel my basketball IQ, which, you know, there's a lot of... A lot of room uh, for it to grow, but I always feel it grow when we talk to Steve Kerr. But people on the text line here, Ray, are pointing out that if Kansas City wins this weekend, it really doesn't matter as far as determining who would have won home field, because Buffalo still could have tied them if they played the same number of games. So we don't need to argue about, well, that's fair, it's unfair, but it's a fact. Um, if the Chiefs cannot get to more wins than Buffalo would have gotten, had they won out and had they won uh, that, that game that wasn't played. So that's the issue. Uh, and it is true that some are saying that if you had an eighth team to the playoff field in the a AFC, which I guess waters down the unfair advantage for somebody, then that, then because of a competitive balance, you'd have to have eight teams in the NFC too. I'm all for more playoff teams, more playoff games. But at this point of the season, I know Willard and Dibbs were talking today about calling Ron Rivera and, hey, coach. Turns out you you guys are still in it. It's just ludicrous, and it doesn't really address what I see as the issue here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that 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 would be perfect. Yeah. By the way, I didn't know we were out of the playoffs. Now I don't know we're in. Yeah. I mean, it, 
I wish you told us that because they have a, like a backup quarterback, like a backup backup. Sam Howell. Yeah. And so, Quick, where oh. did he go to school? Um, Houston uh, State. No, no, I'll give you another ninety-four minutes to guess. Tennessee. Keep going. Uh, I I don't. Oh, you, oh, I'm sorry. Don't Tennessee. whisper in his ear, Grandy. Grandy says uh, it wasn't Grandy. UNC. It wasn't Grandy. No, it was Evan. Evans. He said UNC real quick, and UNC, and I thought, oh, ten. I thought he said Tennessee. That's why I said oh, Tennessee. God. To be fair, I did tell Evan that. So, it's just a game of telephone. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that, that's seventy IQ points amassed. That's not as force. significant as who did uh, rock and roll heaven. But be that as it may. No, I'm just saying that you know how how much of a farce do you want to make? No, I think of, we're of. Of a seminal moment in his in football history that turned out to be a pretty noble evening's endeavor by a lot of people, so that you can figure out a way to get the Washington Commanders and the Miami Dolphins into the playoffs. Yeah, and also, what if you're the Eagles and you beat the Giants this week, and then it would be well, we're yeah. going eight and eight, so you played all season long for the bye. And you probably could use the bye. You got some uh, serious injuries there. Your quarterback's been hurt. But sorry we're doing away with that because of everything going on with the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It, no, it, it's it's a <laughs> festival of stupidity. It is. Because the game has too, the, the sport has too few games and too much time between games for lunatics to think of stuff. If they came to me, which they, they're probably not going to at this point, and said, what do you think we should do? I honestly think, Ray, I would go with your plan, which is, look, you can only go with what you know, and these were the games that were played. Is it fair? It's not totally fair. None of this is ever totally fair. And however you're going to try to finagle it to make it fair, you know what? It might make you feel better about things, but it's not going to make it fair. No, what they're doing, they're they're trying to make it fair by saying more games, and we'll be keeping the money for those. Right. I mean, there there there's not a lot of nobility in any of these plans, except the one that says, it's awful that we couldn't play that game, but it was the right thing that we didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's the right thing that it stays unplayed. Now, I had said that maybe you wait until this weekend's games and then some of this sorts itself out, but a number of people on the text line are pointing out because you, you may involve an eight team, you have to let teams know before they play uh, this weekend. No, no, <laughs> surprise. <at> yeah. <laughs> Hey, we lost by 17, but we backed in. Yeah. Turns out if you'd played your regular quarterback, you might have gotten into the postseason, we decided. But you didn't know, so what are you going to do? I mean, you know, win more games next year. Yeah. (sighs) Period. The good news is the guy's doing a lot better. That's the only news that actually matters. Mar Hamlin's doing a lot better. That was so awful sickening and sad watch I was watching basketball and, oh see how the Bengals and Bills are doing like everyone did some people were probably watching that originally but seeing that scene and hearing Joe Buck trying to make sense of it and all the broadcasters doing Susie Colber and Booger and uh, Adam Schefter just you know trying to make sense of it it was really really uncomfortable and sad and I was just like most people probably were just dreading that really bad news and so far it looks like we may never get that It'd be fine by me. Yeah. No, it, it. the people on air were put in a difficult position. And the one bit of information they had was that the teams have been told that once the ambulance clears, there'll be a five-minute warm-up period, and then they're going to play again. The league promptly denied because they realized how awful that would have looked. Because 
and this is the best part of, of what was could have been a horrific night. The coaches and players on the two teams decided what would happen with their lives. They said, you can tell us what to do, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to do it. Sean McDermott said, I'm going to the hospital. I'm not, I'm done for the night. I got more important stuff on my head. And Zach Taylor, to his credit, said, I'm with you. Yeah. I'd do the same thing. They agreed that playing the game was a terrible idea. And since they're the ones who have to do it, their decision should have standed. Should have stood. Should have stood. And in fact, if they wanted to replay the game, the only people who should have been able to decide that were the players and coaches. Because they're the ones at risk. Not the owners, not the league office. Them. And they would have to be playing a game where their hearts weren't in it. You know? It just would have been bad for everyone. It just would have made everybody look bad. Like, your priorities are way out of whack. And, well, yeah. look bad, feel bad. Yes. Probably play yes. bad. I mean, yes. Awful. Awful. You know, no, it was, it was a, that's why not ever playing that game. The coaches saved the NFL from itself. Yes, absolutely. And I think not playing that game is in its own weird way kind of a testament to the acknowledgement that players have a fuller understanding now of the possibilities that they face when they do this. I grant you this is an incredibly rare situation, but this changes the dynamic for everybody who signs up for this. Apparently it happens in other sports as often, if not more often, than well, it does it's in happened football. At, it's happened at least twice in hockey. I think maybe even three times. Bottom line is a blow, sharp blow to the chest can trigger that. If you get... If, and if this is, and if, it's the, if that's what happened here and they haven't been able to determine that yet... Yeah, you have to hit, you have to have the blunt force trauma at exactly the moment. In the wrong place, that, in the wrong time. That the heart is beginning to generate a new beat. It's called, I think, the T wave. And if you get caught right at that moment. It's like a switch has slipped off. Right. That's what happened with, with Chris Pronger. We took a slap shot in the chest and had the same thing happen. Got up and then collapsed right away. To, for whatever reason... He was conscious when they took him off the field. He didn't have to be intubated. Uh, he missed a number of weeks, but he came back and played. But he tweeted that very night, said, that happened to me. And here's what here's what mm-hmm. happened to me. And mm-hmm. he didn't try to pass himself off as a medical expert. He was just explaining My his experience. experience. By the way, in the text line here from the 415, someone suggests you don't have to give the NFC 8 the AFC bias compromised, so the best thing to do is eliminate it. Understand that, but some are suggesting, well, for competitive balance, if you have eight in the AFC, you got to have eight in the NFC, which is probably just, you know, the NFL is trying to rationalize. How can we add more teams? Well, it's only fair if we have eight in both. I can't but, imagine they're gonna they're gonna be able to get away with that. This is a moment. It's a rare happen. This is a rare moment where competitive balance is irrelevant, utterly irrelevant. You have enough chances to win the tournament, whether you're the Bills, the Bengals, or the Chiefs. But you understand where some fans are coming from. And they're uh, no, putting, I understand where they're coming from. They want more games. No, no, no. They that, couldn't, that's they the couldn't. league. Some fan, where I was going to go is this. And putting everything that happened with DeMar Hamlin aside, everyone is happy. That it, to say that, hey, this isn't fair, is not to say that, well, don't you realize what happened here? It's two separate things. But some fans of the Bengals, especially the Bills, will say, wait a minute. 
we might have to go to Kansas City and play them there in their place for the AFC title when we beat them. And if we'd played all our games, they would have to come to our place. So that's but, the problem that some have with this. Okay, but what if Cincinnati had won that game Monday night? In, uh, in the in the in the mysteric in the mysterious world that doesn't exist, then, then Buffalo doesn't get that chance no, but anyway. Cincinnati uh, was also in that picture. If if well, they, they were they weren't the, they weren't in the picture for the bye. Yeah, they were. No, they were. They're eleven and four. Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, they could have gotten to thirteen then. No, how by winning that game and winning but this then week, Kansas eleven City and two is thirteen. Lose. Yeah, so you you're in yeah, and they but beat still, they beat Kansas City. Okay, but so they're in the they were in the running for the bye. They were in the running for the bye, but they're still they're a game and a half back, and you're after you also have to assume that Kansas City's going to lose to the Raiders. You know, I mean, it just, it's it makes you don't know. You're it right, makes, but you it just makes, don't know. It makes you if 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 that's what you're worried about, how's the fair way to fix the problem you have? Cram in that game again. No, neither of the teams involved want to play it, and they should have the right to say no. I mean, it's a different argument if they, if the Bills or Bengals want to say, "Well, we don't want to play this Sunday either." Then they take their chances. But this is just—it's a freak accident. Oh, I know, I know. And so you just go, "We're not playing this. This is the new deal. It should. This is the new deal." cope with it. Makes sense. I'm with you. I would probably yeah. do the same thing, but I don't think that's going to happen either. I oh. think we're going to get some sort of convoluted um, well, we'll play the AFC title game at a neutral site um, and well, they, they may do the do, thing I where they do, I don't even have a problem with that. I, I don't like it, but well, they, they may but, also give the Chiefs have you heard about the choice? Choose your plan thing? Where, alright Chiefs, you know, you're the number one seed but and assuming that they are, uh, but uh, you know that you didn't really gain it fairly. So you have an option here. This is actually being talked about. You can either talked choose- about by who. I, I want to stop you here. Is this another one of those pro football talk extravaganzas? I know they were talking about it. I think Schefter was talking about it, and there's reason to believe the league has been discussing this. Okay. Chiefs, you get your choice here. Either you have home field throughout or you get your bye. If you take your bye, then you're not the number one seed. It's just, you no, can't. They're just they're overthinking this whole thing. Well, and it's no, not no, going to fix it. I, I think, no matter what you do like that, it doesn't actually fix anything. No, it doesn't fix anything. It actually makes it worse, no matter what you do. You, sometimes it's okay to accept the fact that things aren't as fair as you'd like them to be. Given the circumstances. Right. You know, it's not like the Bills just walked off the field and said, eh, we don't feel like playing. I mean, this was an extraordinary event. Mm -hmm. And you have to acknowledge that this is an extraordinary event. And you just have to cope with a mild inequity. You know, you could still win games. 888-957-9570. Yeah, as we mentioned... Uh, Steve Kerr is coming up at 5 o'clock today. Looking forward to that. Uh, let's go first though, to Mike in Daly City on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mike, thanks for hanging on. What's up? Hi. I think I have a solution that will at least satisfy more of the people who consider this unfair. I would, and again, it depends on, on Cincinnati and Buffalo at least being willing to finish their game at some point. So I don't care if they play Saturday or Sunday, but finish the Kansas City, uh, sorry, the Cincinnati-Buffalo game. If Cincinnati wins, they clinch the division mathematically already without their last game. They beat Buffalo. They will beat Kansas City. They're the one seed. 
Same thing if Buffalo beats Kansas City. Then Buffalo becomes the one seed. They beat Cincinnati. They beat Kansas City. And then worry about the, the bottom feeders, which would be Baltimore and New England. Baltimore plays Cincinnati the last week scheduled to. And New England's supposed to play Buffalo last week. Either move that game or have them play each other so they have an equal number of games. But who cares? It's for some bottom feeder seven seed. Right. Just play Cincinnati Buffalo for the one seed, basically. Thank you, Mike. And I know you, you, you hung on for quite a while. Appreciate that. But um, there's just no way they're going to play that game. No one wants to play that game. I don't even think the NFL at this point, and the NFL always wants to play. I think they realize what the optics would be, right? And clearly they're looking at it from a business standpoint, but I think they know that that'd be a bad look for us. So I don't think there's any way they're going to play that game. That hasn't been officially announced yet. It's been all but officially announced. Nobody wants to play that game. Yeah, I mean, do they really want to push all the playoffs back a week? Take away the week between the, the extra week between the Super Bowl? I don't think they want to do that either. No. I think sometimes... Bad luck happens. And I'm not talking the incident as bad luck. I'm talking about the schedule inequity. Sometimes stuff, I just go, okay, we'll deal with it. This is supposed to be, you know, the sport where you have to overcome adversity. Well, here's a little adversity for you. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm far more concerned that Baltimore or Miami or New England would get in as an eight seed than... But you're okay with a neutral site AFC title game, huh? I don't have that big a problem with it. Only because, you know, they, you know, if you're looking to I don't try like to... It. I understand it, but I don't... No, like no, no. It. Look, I, I would prefer that it, they don't change anything. But if they were going to do anything, that seems the least intrusive. I think I mean, you ideally, have the right of it. Ideally, I'd like to have it wherever they play it. Like neck deep in snow. The thing that gra- drives me crazy, someone in the text line here says, the coaches made the decision, give them both a loss. You can't give e- both teams no. a loss. I've heard, oh, give them both a win, make it a tie. They didn't play. No, so they did, no, <laughs> they didn't nothing. Play. No, no, you can't make up a result. Right. And you don't punish, that doesn't you don't punish two teams for doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah, hold a lot on, of give, people them, saying that. give them both yeah. a loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. <laughs> The, the the galactic <laughs> stupidity of that just staggers me. But giving them both a win is almost as stupid. Just the as stupid game if you ask me. Didn't happen. Stop making up things that don't exist. What are we gonna do? They didn't play. Well, hello then. You deal well, with yeah. the reality of that. Yeah, that's well, what you I do. Mean, yeah, I mean, God, it just when people look at these standings in twenty years, why didn't these guys play all their games? Oh, a guy nearly died on the field. Well, th- this breaks up the continuity of footballreference.com. Shut up. God. Eight, eight, this eight. is I why know. you don't talk to people. Because they come up with stuff like this. <sighs> they create brain bubbles. Give them a tie. What about a tie? A couple people, what about a tie? They didn't tie. It's not a tie. Why would you give them a tie? They didn't tie. Give how them nothing. That, how does that make anything better? Yeah. They... Uh, it doesn't. It just stop it. People, put your phones down. Uh, Go back to work. Back to the. Dubs take your here. dog for a walk. Go yeah. play with your kids. Rich and Freeman. Leave us alone. Rich and Freeman Bugger wants to get off. back to the Warriors. Ninety-five-seven. The game. Hey, Rich. How the Warriors lose to the Pistons twice? Well, I think a lot of this has to do with something I tried to call in about the other day, 
you know, when the Warriors won that buzzer beater against Atlanta, from Steve Kerr's perspective, you know, he probably set the guys down and said, you know what, I'm glad we got to win. However, he probably also told them, I just don't like the way, the way we won, okay? Because what was the situation? The situation was in that game, the Warriors did not play good defense. They traded, they played, traded baskets, okay, with Atlanta. And you don't win a higher percentage of basketball games by trading baskets with the opposing team. You win by stopping the other team from scoring, and you score. And I said that that game was a 50-50 game. And I said that if, if in fact, you play other teams like that, you're going to lose a lot more games than you win because there's other teams in the league who can't outshoot you if you trade baskets with them. Hindsight, the very next game, what happens? They trade baskets with Detroit, you know, and what happened? Come on the last point, and what happened? They lost. Mm -hmm. So... So if I'm, if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm telling my guys, okay, look, we have to stop trading baskets with, with opposing teams. We have to learn to play defense and stop them from overscoring or matching our baskets. Because if we do this every time, what's going to happen is we're not going to make the playoffs. We're not going to make the playing game. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for hanging on. I think what it comes down to... I think that's to a message that has been sent over and yeah, over and over again. I think like so. This team is not consistently good defensively. I think one of the reasons Steve Kerr was putting a happy face on the loss last night, I think Steve Kerr is smart enough to recognize, you know, you had some really, some thrilling games. A lot of fun to watch this week. Charlotte, Utah, Portland, Atlanta. I feel like I'm leaving something out in there. But he probably recognizes as shorthanded as the Warriors are right now to win some of those games close games like that, the ball did bounce their way a little bit. So it didn't last night. Yeah, that was a winnable game, but I think Steve Kerr recognizes that all things considered, this has been a really good homestand for us. I, so to start hammering away at people after losing to Detroit last night, it's probably not going to help me much with the he, he might have hammered, coming back. He might have hammered them after the game privately, but he's never going to do it publicly. Of course. That's not what he does. It takes an extraordinarily bad effort for him to grouse on his team. It has been a lot. I don't know but, if you've seen all the games or, you know, I know you have things going on, but it's been a lot of fun. The games this week have been incredibly entertaining. Yeah, I mean, which is what happens when you play down to your opponent. Yeah, but... It's hard not to when you don't have, you know, a couple of your starters. Well, okay, but that's a, that's a nice excuse, but they didn't have those starters before when they were defending well against teams like Memphis, who are a hell of a lot better than Detroit or Atlanta. Because that's the problem here. They didn't have Big Jimmy. He got hurt, too. Big Jimmy Wiseman got hurt, so that, that's you're not really going to start doing. That's that, compromised right? my defense as well. He actually defended well against Memphis. Okay, and Kuminga has played really good defense. Okay, but you know, if you can play without those guys and play good defense, defense ought to be consistent. And it's not like the the Pistons shot an odd godly percentage. I mean that that's that's the other thing. It just Detroit did not play an extraordinary game. I think if you looked at the quarter by quarter, there were the first half especially they did shoot an amazing percentage. Overall, you're right. That for them, that's still really high for Detroit. But I, I really do think it's easy for us as fans to say you can't lose. I know, but I've been no, the first quarter. Yeah, the, yeah. the first quarter they were like sixteen for twenty four. Yeah, the, yeah. But, but that levels off at, at with time. I mean, if they do that for four quarters, that's a whole different argument. But they ended up shooting 49%, which is still high, but it's not, you know, insurmountably high. 
it's not like they shot 57% for the game. You know who's playing great for the Warriors and no one notices or cares to talk about it if they do notice? Kavon Looney. Kavon Looney has been great. Kavon Looney had, what, 15 rebounds last night. He had 20 against Atlanta. He He's not asked to do a lot. Ray, he leads the NBA in assist-to-turnover ratio. He, Kavon Looney. He's asked to do a great deal. It's just that it's not, he's not asked to do a little, You're right. Pin, yeah. He's not asked to score a lot. You're correct. Fact, I don't know how much he's asked to do. I know how much he does. Because he sees to it that that stuff gets done. Minutes and I think that's high. his value. Is he The reason why people talk about him being low maintenance is because you don't have to tell him how to rotate you know, to your man. It don't, you don't have to, you know, here's how you roll off that screen. He, you don't have to tell him it. He knows it, and he does it. It's almost instinctive with him. And that's why he's in the starting lineup every game. It's not because Steve Kerr has decided, you know, he gets that by emeritus because I really think he's cute and cuddly. He gives him stuff that nobody else gives him, and he gives it to him consistently. Last year, heading into the playoffs, and even I think once the playoffs started, Steve Kerr was trying to figure out with my lineups, how can I make sure I don't have Kavon and Draymond on the floor at the same time because neither of them's very good offensively. And he finally realized... No, I want both of them on the floor at the same time because Kevon Looney was a rebounding machine in the playoffs last year. Yeah, and, he, and he's in great. He may be in better shape than anybody in the NBA. And I think that's one of the reasons he won the game against Atlanta. People starting to drag a little bit, double overtime. And he's like, I got this. Put back, score, we win. No, I, I think, and I'll be very quick with this. He I've heard that before. Let's go to a break. <laughs> No, 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 no. You're apparently double parked. I don't want to cause you to have to run out and feed the meter again. I want to hear what you have to say. No, 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 no. We have to sell stuff to people. I was thinking that. I didn't mean to say it. No, no. You thought it out loud. Fine. Go go do an ad. Ray's saving that. That's a great tease by Ray. He'll share his thoughts. I'm not sharing anything. You had your chance. Also, uh, what did we learn about where the dubs are and where they're headed? From Joe Lacob today, that's coming up next here. We're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. What in for Damon? Ray, what all-time great Michael Jackson track, according to Michael Jackson, stole the bass line from this song? Michael Jackson said, he said, yeah, I just ripped off the bass line from this song, this this Hall & Oates classic. Classic is probably stretching it a bit. This is uh, No Can Do. I can't go. Yeah. Um, can't even remember the name. It's, real, it's a real classic. Um, Billie Jean. If this, makes you, if this makes you sing falsetto, then really the show has to stop. Michael Jackson said he stole this bass line, and Daryl Hall or whoever wrote it said, that's okay, because I stole the bass line from somebody, too. So why do you for Damon here in 95.7 The Game? More important than that, believe it or not, is the fact that we've got Steve Kirk, Coach of the Worst, coming up top of the hour. This is also important. Uh, the 95.7 The Game merch store live. Matthew and Sassoon City bought four items today. A DPOY sweatshirt. Ray is still, Ray is just so, Matthew, Ray really appreciates you and what you did. He no, I don't. A DP- I'm ashamed of you. D- and so, so is your family. A DP- Return, get, get your money back. 
DPOI send sweatshirt. Send it back. Send the stuff back. Irrelevant. Get your money back. Long spend sleeve Spend it on something useful. You know, Kyle Madsen came up with the designs for the DPOI and the relevant shirt. I rest my case. Yeah. An oi, oi, oi shirt. So big fan of your show. And most importantly, Matthew and Susun City, a Ray Turn On Your Mic shirt. You can get yours now at 957thegameshop.com. Hurry before Matthew and Susun City buys them all. I hope to God he's in a committed relationship because if he wears those on any kind of social gathering, he will be shunned. He's the cock of the walk, man. With those shirts. Oh, God. Literally, people would be wrapping him in blankets and ushering him outside. Ray says that, but I think deep down he's like... Gosh, that's really nice of that guy. I no, should, you know I what? Try I, no, drop him a line or I'm something. I'm not saying anything to myself. I'm saying it out loud. You are a jackass, sir. <laughs> Stop doing stuff like that. People make fun of you. You're talking what? to him or me now. <laughs> hmm? You're talking to Matthew and Susun City or me. You're oh no, Ma- Matthew yeah. and Matthew okay. and Susun City. Okay, all right. Well, and take it from G and S. We, we're we, telling you the truth. We appreciate it. Yeah, we came up with a new name for the show, but I don't know that um, I don't know that the world's ready for it. So that'll be. Oh, for the an- world's ready for it. I just don't think the station's ready. for <laughs> that'll it. That'll be for another day. But today is the day Steve Kerr joins us top of the hour. All right, Joe Lacob today was on with Tim Kawakami, the TK Show. Had a lot of very interesting things to say about. Well, let's just talk about Jordan Poole. I know I started the show bemoaning Jordan Poole and his turnovers. Ray pointed out, look, it wasn't. Jordan Jordan Poole's fault. They lost the game. They got to defend. Um, but uh, Jordan Poole has been guilty of bad turnovers the last three games in a row. I've wondered this. Why did the Warriors give Jordan Poole the contract when they did? They could have waited. He would have been a restricted free agent. Here was Joe Lacob's answer to the question, why did you pay Jordan Poole before you had to? You know, the thing is, we had to uh, sign up Jordan Poole going forward. Uh, I believe he would have gotten an even bigger contract next summer. Turnovers aside, <laughs> you know, lately he's, I'm sure he's not happy with those turnovers either, but the guy can flat out score the basketball. And he's an exciting box office kind of performer. Believe me when I tell you, there are several teams that would have signed him next summer, probably to a max contract. I can't say, but probably. So we felt we had to do that and we wanted to do that. Okay. And maybe they made the smart play. Who knows? They could have saved some money if they waited. Maybe what uh, Joe Lacob suggested, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Maybe that they made the, the prudent move. I would have they, waited, but... They signed him when they signed him, at the price they signed him, in considerable part because Draymond Green punched him in the face. Mm. I think they were, they were irked by the fact that Draymond sort of forced their hand because I think they might have waited a while longer. Um, the truth is, we'll never know now. I understand that, and that's possible, but I know that even before, long before we even dreamed there would be a punch, um, they there was a deadline, and they were talking. So I don't know that that's true. You may be right, but I know that they were, both sides were, they were in negotiations, and there was a deadline uh, for them to sign, and they were, I don't know, Ray. You may be right, but also there's evidence that they were they were well into it. Oh, no, I, I think they were probably talking, but I, I think, you know, they could not let this go much longer, given the fact that, you know, Draymond was the instigator there, and they had to make a statement more than just a printed word or a press press uh, press conference statement about how much they'd back Jordan Poole. And if they were planning to keep him anyway, you know, then they, they had to, I in my opinion, overpay at the moment... Because they didn't want this to turn into a lingering thing. 
actions speak louder than words. So it's one thing to say, we love you. We want you to be a part of everything, blah, blah, blah. But more important than words is, hey, here's the contract. Uh, because Extension. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you let that fester, maybe Jordan Poole decides, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. What'd you think of, jo- of uh, Joe Lacob's little aside about the turnovers? Ha <laughs> ha. Turnovers aside, ha ha ha. Well, here's the thing. This is the defense that everybody who defends Jordan Poole always gives when somebody asks about something that isn't scoring. It's funny because people defend Jordan Poole and Jordan Poole doesn't defend anybody. But go ahead. But, um, um, no, it's just, boy, he can score the basketball. Yeah, we know he can score the basketball. And I hate that phrase, by the way. That should be excised. You're the one that used it. Yeah, I'm a bad person. I quit. Um, No, I just, you know, he has limitations in his game. And I think some of them are limitations that he may never grow out of. Because you can't just hide behind the fact that, boy, he can really score. On this team, you can't be a passenger on one half of the floor. You can't have a deficiency in in some parts of your game. You've got to be as close to complete as you can be to get 30 to 35 minutes a game on this team. If this team plans to be an elite team in the future, that's the problem here. It's that people give Jordan Poole all the credit he deserves for being a scorer, but they use it as an omnibus defense when you have to discuss the things he doesn't do consistently well or doesn't do well very often. We'll ask Steve Kerr about Jordan Poole, and I know Steve Kerr pointed out last night that, hey, we don't win the games we've won on this homestand without Jordan Poole, and I know he's being asked to do an awful lot, so uh, understand all that. I do think Jordan Poole, I think there's a very good chance that he's always going to be kind of inconsistent, that he's going to be kind of streaky, but Steve Kerr has been saying there are still a couple levels that Jordan Poole has to get to to be a great player, and I think that's all part of that and what we've seen the last couple of nights part of that as well. Back to Joe Lacob and his conversation with Tim Kawakami. Uh, He was asked, was Joe Lacob, if the team will make money this season? How does Ray Ratto think Joe Lacob will answer that question? Oh, he'll cry poor. They all cry poor. But he'll couch it in a way that goes, but if we have to do it, we'll do it. Maybe. I don't know the exact answer, but it's it's probably close. Yeah. Uh, it depends how far we go in the playoffs. Yeah. If we go to the finals, we should be okay. Um, if we don't, we probably lose money. So we're fortunate that we have a very good uh, group of people in our business side, and they have done an incredible job. They are heroes in this organization, just like the players are. And uh, they've done a great job running our business and making our customers happy, and they keep coming back. So all I can tell you is we're, we're just trying to keep up. We have, a, we have a unique situation in that we have this aging, but still great uh, set of players. We have championship aspirations, and it costs a lot of money to do that. And we're, 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 we're going to try like heck to, uh, to rectify our finances going forward, but not at the expense of, uh, of being able to win. To me, Ray, if you're a sports organization, if you're a pro sports organization, you need players who need to win. Maybe to the extent even that it's not healthy. You, Everybody would prefer to win, but there are some guys they need to win. And if you're paying people to help you win, you need those guys. As a fan, now, if you're paying money to support a team, it's easier than it ever was for some owners in some sports to make money without being uh, in charge of a very good team. If you're a fan, you need owners that need to win. Joe Lacob's one of those guys. 
And I think we have a lot of them in the Bay Area. I don't know if the Giants are in that club, but he needs to win, and he spends all this money, and we quibble. It's easy to criticize him for this decision or that decision, but they spend a ton of money because they want to win, and <laughs> that's, that's a great situation for fans. My okay. guys want to win. Okay, but that's not the argument he's advancing, though. What's he, what he's talking about, uh, if we get to the finals, we should be okay. What's your definition of okay? Making as much money as you did in 2019? You know, breaking even? They're all making money. You know, they could not make the playoffs and make money. Yeah, but they're spending a ton Wait a minute, of money. It doesn't matter what they're spending. I that's think it a, does. That's their choice because they're, they're getting it back and then some from the national TV and the other media deals. They're getting it back from the fact that they own their own building. And they own land around the building. And they're in the development game around the building. So they're not in any danger of losing actual money where he's worth less than he is next year than he was this year. Secondly, how is he defining profit and loss? Is it just compared to the year before, compared to projections? You know, is it just about income generated in the building is it exclusive of all the other events at the building you know there are too many things that aren't answered in that phrase for me to have any sensible opinion about i didn't see the spreadsheet it's a good question but i don't know no 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 i'm not it's a rhetorical question because i know you don't know Mm -hmm. because i don't know because nobody knows except him Mm -hmm. how are you how is he defining his terms if he can't define his terms i choose to believe that they're making money hand over fist like they say they have been year after year they're still selling the building out every night you know and it's not like they're Spending ghastly amounts more than they would have if they'd kept Durant. Steve Kerr on the other side right now. First, want to welcome you to your 5 o'clock hour. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.